did you know we have an active and fun chat room? Come and join presenters and other listeners at transradiouk.com. Truck United FC, the new football team for the LGBT community. Visit TIUKUnitedFC.com for more details. Trans Radio UK, here for the community, 24 hours a day. It's Sunday, it's 9pm, and that can only mean one thing. It is time for the LGBTQ plus late show. Uh, Kevin, Kevin. I hear an echo. No. I hear an echo. Are these the voices in my head again? You've got it all wrong, I'm afraid. What, what's going on? Can somebody please explain to me? It's Brighton Pride weekend. I'm six pints in and I hear voices in my head. Can somebody... Don't blame Brighton Pride for you being drunk. That is standard Sunday behaviour. Well, I blame alcoholism, but that's another story. No, it's not LGBTQ plus late night show anymore. It is now, every Sunday night, 9pm, it's the G&T show. Yeah. Yay! So we have had so much positive feedback from everybody. And um, so one of the things, and I always believe in uh, when you do any kind of radio program, I think that uh, you should be brutally honest in it. I think it's all about it's all about honesty and it's all about being transparent and so on. The LGBTQ plus late show, there were some weeks we'd have three, four incredible guests. And then there's some weeks that there would be a lull and it would be hard to get a guest. And at the same time, uh, Phoenix and I did the G&T show. And we got so much positive feedback from people that we said that should be the Sunday night show. It should Absolutely. be weekly. Yeah, and you did you did some fantastic interviews on there. Um, I loved the interviews you did, and that, they're not going to stop. They're no. still going to be around. They're still going to be joining us in this show. Yeah. So do not despair. It's all going to be there. And I'm going to bring. Do you know what? One of the one of the. Uh, most favourite people I've met in a long time is a gorgeous designer that works with a shop I have a concession in. Um, he's called Taylor. He's the most incredible and gifted uh, graphic designer and makes all these incredible clothes. And Taylor has been through conversion therapy. He's American and his mum sent him to conversion therapy. And he's going to be one of our first conjoined guests, uh, Phoenix. Oh, that'd be he brilliant. Is, he's yeah. just incredible. He's got a story to tell the is fairly shocking. He showed me mm. photographs uh, about an hour ago. He showed me photographs of his mum who looks like, um, she basically looks like a bitch for a faucet, if I'm honest. Um, okay. And that kind of is how he described her okay. as well. <laughs> Um, I personally, you know what, it's uh, this show, I think, is about our opinions. And if anybody doesn't agree with them, that's OK. Um, but uh, this is about us chatting. It's about us talking about stuff. And I think, frankly, any parent who sends their child to conversion therapy, I think, needs to go straight in the bloody bin because I don't condone them. In fact, I'd go so far as to say I detest any human who would do that to their own child. Yeah, and the sooner it's illegal and the sooner we can do something, you know, to to tell these people you're not doing that anymore, yes. um, the sooner the better. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, as I did mention when Phoenix and I were talking, it is Bride and Pride. Um, and I, uh, I, I, you know, I was going to say I apologise if I sound more animated than, than normal tonight. I've been on the beer all afternoon, so uh, so hey, at least you can comprehend what I'm saying. I'm I'm coherent. Uh, it was only five or six beers, so um, it's been it's been incredible. It's been insane, uh, and once... and that's because it's over two days, right? So it's Saturday and Sunday in Brighton. Well, I only got back. Simon and I uh, only got back, and, and do you know what? Actually, we have a platform. We're allowed to we're allowed to to have a platform to talk. Can I just say, Ryanair, you're a bloody disgrace. You left a young man sitting on a plane last night. So all of us got irate on the runway. I, I was at a wedding in, in Ireland uh, and we flew back last night. And um, and actually, do you know what? To be fair, I shouldn't call Ryanair out on it. I should call Dublin Airport out on it because the very lovely pilot did explain it wasn't Ryanair's fault. Dublin Airport, you left a young disabled man on one of the hottest days of the year sitting on a plane for an hour and a half. We were all standing on the tarmac getting irate. No way. Absolutely. For an hour and a half, we stood on the tarmac wondering why they wouldn't let us in the plane. Um, Dublin Airport had forgotten to bring this per chaps uh, to bring his, uh, you know, the, the, the um, I don't know what it's called, but basically the it's it's like a machine on the back of a truck that goes up and gets anybody who's in a wheelchair off the. Yes, the of course, airplane. like the lift. Yeah. And 
that poor man had to sit for an hour and a half with people outside getting irate because I don't think if anybody had realised why we were delayed, nobody would have been angry. We would all have felt sorry for that man. So he had to sit on a plane looking out at people getting uh, animated and annoyed because they left him sitting on. Now, I don't know. And, and Phoenix, this is where I bow to your experience, but I can't speak as somebody who's disabled. But I reckon if I put myself in that man's shoes to sit for an hour and a half when nobody came to help and when Dublin Airport had forgotten, that is disgraceful. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons that I don't even just public transport in the sense of trains. Um, so you'll hear that train services will say, oh, we cater to disabled people's needs. And, you know, if you're in a wheelchair, it doesn't matter. It does matter because you still have to get certain trains at certain times that are accessible to wheelchair users. You have to pre-book somebody who's going to help you at the station mm -hmm. to get on and off the train safely. So you are still reliant on many factors. And the first thing that comes to mind when you're talking about that poor guy sat on the plane yesterday, and that would be something that other people probably wouldn't think about. And that is, say for example, he needed the toilet. Yeah, absolutely. Something as simple as that. Yeah. You know, and and I know how it feels that when you're made to be to feel different just because you are using a wheelchair, something as simple as needing the toilet and then someone will suggest, well, that's fine. We'll bring you something and you can do it there. No, that is not how life is meant to be. No. Um, so that there are always things we don't initially think about that comes from these little mistakes, you know, these, oh, don't worry about it. And, you know, I, I've been invited to things where. Um, it was one recently and they said, look, don't worry, the, the venue isn't exactly wheelchair accessible. If you end up needing the toilet, you can't get there. But what we'll do is we'll come and we'll take you to the toilet. We'll take you outside and we'll hold umbrellas up. And oh, we'll, and I'm like, no, that, that that's not accessibility in the slightest. No. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I simply don't do things like holidays and stuff, because that just fills me with fear. And you know what? One of the things that I think for a lot of anybody who's listening in this evening, if you're able-bodied, the best piece of advice or the best tip that I was ever given, my my cousin Michael is in a wheelchair. And um, one of the things that I was quite young when Michael said to me, is there any chance you could crouch down? And I hadn't really thought about it. And for Michael, one of his biggest issues was the fact that um, as a kid in a wheelchair, he struggled with the fact that everybody looked down on him and everybody stood and talked to him from above. Yeah. Um, so one of the first things I always do when I meet anybody in a wheelchair, the first thing I do is get down in my hunkers so that we're both at eye level because... Oh, that's why you did it. Yes, because because oh. my cousin had said uh, all those years ago that it's the... For my cousin, he felt that of all the difficulties, the fact that people don't look him in the eye and talk to him. Yeah. Um, and now just as a matter of instinct, I, I do that. And I'd urge anybody uh, listening tonight, I'd urge to do the same thing. It's like, you know, can you imagine if if you suddenly lived in it? Anybody listening who's five foot, six foot, whatever, if you lived in a world where everybody else was eight or nine foot and talked down at you. Yeah. That's not cool. That is not a good thing. There's something very reassuring about being... I've got no issue with people standing up talking to me. I don't, I, I generally don't think twice about it, but there is something really comforting about when people sit down and being at the same height. Yeah. It just automatically feels better. And I think that's just a normal human nature feeling. Yeah. Um, about, about being equal, I guess, but yeah, no, I just assume when I came into the room and you dropped to your knees, I, I, <laughs> Oh, did you get horny? Did you get horny, I, Phoenix? I don't know what to think. I just thought, oh, that's sweet. I mean, I mean, I wondered why you. I had to. I wondered why I had to wipe up a wet patch uh, <laughs> onto your wheelchair just after that. <laughs> Can I just say, anybody listening, if you hear the clinking, I have a lovely glass of uh, Sauvignon Blanc with uh, a couple of ice cubes in it. So the clinking, I'll try and do it for dramatic effect. The clinking in the background is actually my glass of wine because I intend to go out tonight and I intend to drink more than my own body weight in alcohol. Drink sensibly, people. Alcoholism is not a, a good look. Um, but I intend to go out and have an incredible night at uh, Brighton. So you're Pride not tonight. done with Brighton Pride yet, then? You're going back out? Yes, I'm meeting my friend. 
my friend Sam, who again another person we're going to have uh, on the show. Sam is one of my best friends. You'll see him all over if you if you look at the the shop page. You'll see Sam all over it because he always models our trans uh, t shirts. Sam won't mind me saying that uh, he's a trans lad and he's incredible and models all our t shirts. So going to meet Sam, pick him up. He's finishing in uh, the pub he works in. Going to pick him up and we're going back out into town and we are nice. going to party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Remind me not to come back as Kevin's liver. Oh, dear God almighty. So I did, I, I do you know what? Very drunkenly a couple of years ago. Well, two things I've done when I'm drunk. The first one I've done, you say Kevin. I don't actually know that's my name because I very drunkenly a few years ago changed my name by depot uh, at like four in the morning or something. To and what? I got this text message the next morning saying, this is whatever the company was called. This is, uh, you know, changeyourname.com, yeah. whatever the hell it was called. Um, uh, we are processing your application. To this day, I don't know what the hell I applied for. Oh my I God. Don't know. So I don't know what my name is. So you can call me anything. Baby, when you call me, you we can do. call me Al. What do you mean you do, you <laughs> wench? You wench. Um, actually, speaking of Brighton Pride, we came back last night. Um, so we flew back and there was the whole dilemma with Ryanair. And can I just say, if I know Megan and Bobby won't be listening because uh, they will be enjoying the big barbecue that their parents put on today. But I went to a wedding over the weekend. And honestly, as somebody who has a heart of stone and is the least sentimental person in the world, I cried because I saw all my best friends. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Um, I saw all my best friends for the first time since before COVID. And we had the most incredible day. It was uh, one of my very dear friends, Helena. It was her daughter, uh, Megan's wedding. And they put on the most incredible day. They, um, it, honestly, everything about it was just insane. It's uh, I was honestly heartbroken to fly back last night. But we got back. We got to Brighton. I said to Simon, we'll go and have one beer. Eight hours later at 4 a.m. when we fell into bed, oh. I realized I hadn't had one beer. Oh. Mm. <laughs> this, this is the face of regret. Nobody in the radio can see as I point to my face and it is the face Your of regret. beautiful face. Mm. Not so beautiful today. Oh, oh, and actually, wait for this. I got invited to my first trans orgy last night. Did you go? No, but do you know what? The, the really weird thing is, it genuinely blew my mind because all my all my male trans friends are all attracted to women. They're all either going out with, engaged, to, sure. married to women. Yeah. So the fact that there were four trans lads who were all straight and who wanted uh, two bears to, to join their orgy, I was kind of like, oh. Um, that is such a compliment. I know, but it, it was incredible because it's like I, I I don't know any I don't know any straight trans uh, men. So for me it just it it kind of blew my mind. And um I've gone out with uh, well, I've dated two trans lads in the past, um, one of whom was the most beautiful specimen you've ever seen. Um, but I just didn't really understand uh, or know that there was such a thing as trans orgies. So um so yeah, I got invited to one and didn't go, but hey. To the boys I, last um, night, I think one of them was called Bill. And if he's listening in, Bill, I'm sorry for name shaming you, but um, I hope your orgy was good. I hope you had as much sex as you hoped for. I only know they exist because I get asked not to go. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing at. I don't believe that for <laughs> a second. Oh, I feel like I was going to say something there and then I realised it would it would uh, veer into slut shaming and we don't do that on the show. I um, um, I've been watching the brand new Queer as Folk, which is in America. Yeah. So so we had one over here and then America did their own and then they've recently just redone it all again. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend it to everybody. Every single episode is amazing. Oh, really? And, yeah. And the very latest episode or one of them had... Um, a trans disabled orgy. Wow. It was purely open for, for trans disabled people. Oh, wow. And it, it just looked amazing. Yeah. It was just trans disabled people having sex everywhere. And it was like, That's why incredible. don't we have this here? <laughs> That's incredible. Um, do you know what? I was afraid to watch it because I thought, 
I read some of the uh, press articles about it, and if I'm honest, I thought it was going to be woke bullshit. Now, you know, Phoenix, that I'm the biggest trans ally in history. Yeah. Um, and uh, we live in Brighton. And actually, can I, do you know what? I want to give a big shout out tonight to Brighton for being, you are my adopted home. I have only lived here for four years. You are the most freaking incredible city because I have got trans, non-binary, gender fluid, uh, cross-dressing, Everybody who has been out this weekend, and you know what the thing about Brighton is, we do not, um, everybody is a person. And that's how you judge people on whether they're a see you next Tuesday or whether they're not. And that's how we judge people. And in Brighton, I've been reaffirmed this weekend that it's the most incredible place to live because you can take that bullshit that's going on across the rest of the country. You can take your right wing fascist, Dick knobs that who are out protesting at uh, drag uh, drag stories in the libraries and stuff. We don't have that in Brighton because in this city people are incredible, and I love how open, accepting, and just however it's the best. Place however, to oh god, you're going to mention. Let's not forget September <laughs> the eighteenth. Oh, but you know what? She's going to stink in Brighton. I'm going to be there to watch her stink. I should be there. <laughs> um. I really hope so. My only fear is she is saying, and this doesn't mean it's true, um, she is saying that she has the biggest um, list of reservations for tickets that well, she's ever, of ever had. It's not, of course it's not true, because she's the biggest bullshit artist in history. She's a total and absolute knob. And now, we promise me you're going to be there, pretty please. Oh, I'm going to be there. Yes. And now, the problem is, I'm Northern Irish. And do you know what? In all seriousness, I'm Northern Irish, but I grew up in a time I had to, my first pride, I had bricks and bottles thrown at me in Northern Ireland. Um, I protested for civil rights. I, I feel like a serial protester and stuff. But with that comes a wee bit of, you can back the hell off because yeah. I will say what I want. Yeah. I've got to tame the mouth yes. for when she's here. <laughs> I've got to, can you put a muzzle on me? Actually, you'd like that, Phoenix. Yeah, well, I've seen the one that you normally wear anyway. <laughs> um, and for anybody that's listening that doesn't know who we're talking about, we are talking about Posey Parker. She goes by the name Kelly J. Keane, and she is going to Brighton on September the 18th um, because she believes that she has a lot of gay and lesbian people who support her in excluding trans people and wanting trans people to be removed from protections and laws. And she doesn't actually, she also wants trans people to stop being legally allowed to transition and she's going to be there so we're also going to be there to have our voices heard and you wait until you see the t-shirt i'm wearing well do you know what if i'm honest well i think everybody who listens uh probably knows because i've mentioned it a few times i own the lgbtq shop so uh, i design all my own t-shirts i've designed a t-shirt if i'm not arrested by the time that i wear that t-shirt in public for public indecency i'll be shocked because you know what the one thing if anybody knows Lucy and Avril, who own Trans Radio, they're the most incredible couple. They're fantastic. They said to me, when we started this show, they said, there's one thing you can't do. You can't use the F word or the C word. Let's just say both of them are on my T-shirt <laughs> for September. And I make no apologies. And I know that silly, sour-faced bint isn't listening to our show because she wouldn't listen. I think you're the biggest C in history. And if I could say the word on the station, I would say it loud and proud because I think you're the biggest C of all. How dare you say that to people? How dare you make people feel bad? So, yeah, my T-shirt is going to have both of those swear words and um apparently somebody when i did it for the when i did a similar uh sweatshirt for the lgb alliance the protest at the lgb alliance annual yeah. conference all these people started so i mean all the love on twitter hundreds of trans people loved it um so i basically said f the lgb alliance you bunch of stupid c's yeah um and people loved it but of course, there were a few people coming on going, we're going to get you arrested under public decency and stuff. Do you know what? If my first arrest after 30 years of activism and after 30 years of doing all the shit I shouldn't have done, if my first arrest can be a posy for wearing a T-shirt that calls her the biggest effing C in the world, I'm done with that. That's a win. That's an absolute <laughs> win. I'm not going to tell you what my T-shirt says. I'm going to keep that as a surprise for the day. But I'm, yes. I am telling you now, it is genius and I deserve an award. That's so long I'm as you wear so, so long as you're wearing knickers on the day, because that would be a start. 
Um, oh. <laughs> right. On that note, we are taking a commercial break because Phoenix, go and put some knickers on, please. Oh, Jesus. Okay, be right back. <laughs> we'll be back. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. Many website owners don't like their website hosting company or support provider, but are too scared to move to someone else in case they lose their site or it affects their business. Based in Telford at Purple Prince Media, we will move your website to us free of charge with the best support possible. And if you're looking to start up a business, we're also here to design and build your website from the ground up with unbeatable prices on web hosting and dedicated servers. We're also certified Magento developers, which is the world's biggest e-commerce platform. So, rest assured, your online business is just a click away. Drop us an email on hello at purpleprints.co.uk or visit purpleprints.co.uk to get started. Purple Prince Media, the local website company. Did you know you can advertise with us for less than a pound a day? Call 0207 856 0584 or email sales at transradiouk.com. Trans Radio, supporting mermaids. Family and individual support for gender diverse and transgender children. For information, go to www.mermaiduk.org.uk. International Trans Lifestyle Magazine. Available in print and digital. Support group and events. Information, friendship and support. Transliving.co.uk Trans Radio UK. Tune in via DAB in Ireland. Download our app via your smart speaker or online at transradiouk.com. Trans Radio UK is on right now. Across the UK and beyond. Now, now, more of the music you love. Trans Radio UK. And we are back on the G and T show. I'm the G. And I'm the T. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no idea what I was just about to say. Thank the heavens that, as I've said to people, this is bright and bright. I've been out. I've been out on the beer all day, so um, my mouth is running slightly <laughs> loose. But thankfully, I controlled myself when she said I'm the tea, because what I really wanted to say was, and right. <laughs> oh dear. Giddy, giddy, and I didn't even know the show would. Uh, I didn't know the show would happen tonight because. Um, Phoenix had a power outage earlier today. I mean, it's okay. She she always keeps about 400 AA batteries in her bedside locker. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness I did. It went on for three hours, this power cut. Sorry. Which, which, not is, the, about, <laughs> which is about how long your batteries normally go on for. But apparently this is going to be a regular occurrence now. Um, power cuts. That's something to look forward to, isn't it? Is that, is that, is that you? Have you plugged into the national grid with one of your oversized? <clears throat> well, where um, else do you plug them in? <laughs> I don't know. I've even got an adapter for my car charger at the front. <laughs> you don't drive and dip, do you? I mean, listen. Don't kink shame. If you could, if you could see, I'm going to post a photograph of this before uh, the show ends. I've got the list of all our talking points. We've got orgies, trans orgy, vibrators. Uh, we've got some of the stuff. Liz Truss. Um and in brackets after that, twat. Um, because yeah. that's what I think of her. Uh-huh. Actually, do you know what? We haven't even spoken about the Tory leadership. Can I just say, Tory party, if any of you are listening, of course you won't be listening because you're all transphobic, homophobic dickheads. If any of you are listening, why have you decided that the trans community are a perfect uh, focus for all of your petty, vile, Awful insults, degradation. How dare you pick on one of the letters in our little community? Because you're just doing it to win votes. You're nothing more than a bunch of absolute. Mm-mm's. I swear to God. I so I did a show recently, and I talked about that. I watched the leadership race, and from the very beginning, we had questions like, "What are you going to do about the cost of living, old oh, trans people?" Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to do about the cost of electricity, trans people? Mm-hmm. 
and I, that's how it's literally been. What I will say is out of the final two that we're down to now, um, which is a choice between the purest form of hate or the purest form of evil, which do we go for? Um, Liz Trust at least has always voted in favour of LGBT rights. Yeah. So she's always been against trans people, but she has voted for at least gay people. Yeah. Whereas Rishi Sunak has never, and I repeat, never done a positive vote, A, because he's too new, but B, he was conveniently away from um, Parliament when the vote was done on same-sex marriage. Yeah. So at least with Liz Truss, who is the purest form of evil, she is Mm -hmm. literally the devil incarnate. Oh, she's a vile twad. At least she has voted in support of LGBT rights in the past. Yeah. And apparently, according to... um, the guy who was running, um, oh, I've forgotten his name now, but the conservative guy who was running the, um, all the trans inclusive stuff, yeah. the, the Tory MP, he said that um, Liz Truss was in favour of a conversion therapy ban for all. What? Really? So she, she was in favour of it. And apparently she was angry when Boris Johnson turned around and went, no, we're excluding trans people. Really? Yeah. So, so we, I mean, we, we may see that come to fruition. We may see that be called out to be a lie. But let's cling on to some hopes there that maybe if she gets in, it will be a bit better. She'll still be evil because she's still the devil. But maybe it will be a bit better than Rishi, who has even said he wants to um, relook at the Equality Rights Act 2010 mm-hmm. and and all that kind of stuff. So what do we pick between? These people are all... I mean. I saw a thing up the other day. I can't remember the exact wording of it, but it was like, you know, when you choose which care home uh, you're going to stay in um, and you finally get there and realize that Jimmy Savile is the warden. And it was was a mem something like that. And it does kind of just perfectly sum up the Tory leadership race because they're all a bunch of cockwombles. The the meme was... um... Imagine finding yourself in the care home, being grateful that, um, what's, what's his name? What did you call him? Jimmy Savile. Being grateful that Jimmy Savile is dead and then hearing a didgeridoo down the hallway. <laughs> that was it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't laugh. And I'm sorry for anybody who's been affected by any form of, uh, any form of, of, uh, whatever those people did. Um, I'm sorry that we're laughing the at it. However, it's a bloody acts. funny man. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a, I mean, what they did was vile, but the yeah. man was, the man was truly hilarious. Yeah. Um, just as we're talking about that, <clears throat> I was texting because we mentioned twat face and uh, we mentioned the 18th of uh, September mm-hmm. and everybody coming down. So as we were talking about that, I just texted, Michael is an incredible bar owner here in Brighton. He owns Affinity Bar, which everybody came to the night before Trans Pride. We had a lovely fundraiser, which raised a few hundred quid for Truck Listens. Um, Michael's so supportive of, um, whilst Michael is a cisgendered gay man, he's so supportive of, of the trans community as well. Oh, um, and I just, I texted him whenever we were talking um, and said, can we organise that everybody from Trans Radio and all our listeners, whatever, anybody that's there that day, can we organise an event and Michael said that's absolutely great um, I'd love to so Sunday the 18th Affinity Bar uh, at the bottom of St James's Street it used to be the Poison Ivy um, come along there we're all going to be there and come along and um, we can all uh, we can all talk about what a, an absolute cockwomble that, uh, that perfect that is. let's make it a thing so Brighton Pride I tell you what apart from the fact that I've been drunk for all of it um, which isn't I mean, that's just a weekend, let's be honest about it. But it just seems like it's been busier than any other year. It's been, I guess, COVID, the fact we haven't had a Pride since 2019. Um, Honestly, the atmosphere seems even more electric. And one of the great things, uh, I mean, I've already done my... Uh, my shout out to the city uh, in the, the first part of the show. One of the incredible things about today was that there seemed to be lots of love for the trans community. And it's, um, I mean, well, you're, you're LGB uh, with the T. Um, I don't understand. I grew up in Ireland in a time when we all fought against 
one common cause, which was that we wanted equality and we fought as an LGBT community. Yeah. Um, I moved to England and I couldn't understand the separation and I don't get the shit that's going on at the minute with um, victimizing, picking on and hating the trans community. I detest all of that. Um, we, uh, by and large, we don't have that in Brighton. Today, what was lovely to see was that for all the rainbow uh, flags that were out, there were so many of the new progressive pride, uh, pride flags with the uh, intersex symbol in it. But there were so many trans flags. There was so much support for the trans community. And that's why I love this city. It's like, you know, um, we're all people. It doesn't matter what the hell, where we started, where we're going, who we shag. I mean, it doesn't matter a shit. It's like, we're people. Why do these dickwads get so tied up with what everybody else is doing? I don't get it. Well, I mean, as you said, so I am the founder of um, LGB of the T on Twitter. And it's been a passion of mine. And I started that since... Um, the LGB Alliance um, were hatched. Um, and I, the one thing that's or really- as I, as, I, as I like to refer to them, the LGB wits. Yes. Um, but the one thing that really confuses me is the uptake on people saying there should be no LGB with the T because they're different things. So I want to ask you, you being a cis gay man, what is your thoughts on the LGB being with the T? Do you know what? I think all these cockwombles need to just f off and get a life. Because I tell you what, anybody that's listening in, there's never going to be a listener on trans radio who isn't trans friendly. I would doubt. But if there were, the one thing I would say to them is, Marsha P. Johnson, check your bloody facts, you absolute bunch of cockwombles. Check your facts. Trans women got us our rights as a gay male society. Um, and can I just say, and it might be a controversial view, um, of all the extended group of people that I know in Brighton, my gay male cisgendered friends, none of them have an issue with trans women. Mm. Lesbians, different kettle of fish. And you know what? If somebody comes in and if somebody uh, complains about the fact that I've said that, that's okay. It's my experience. It's from yeah. my point of view. And I can only yeah. speak, I can't speak for a population. I can only speak from my point of experience, view. Experience, yeah. The most abuse and hate that I have heard have been from the TERFs. And I don't get it. It's like, you know what, sweetheart? You have got your rights because of trans women of color particularly yeah. um how dare you turn around and then degradate people who are part of our community we are all lgbt the q part the i part the all the rest of it i think that's a different kettle of fish but we all in some way come on come under lgbt and we are all one community um we're all one group of people fighting for the same equality so how dare you denigrate or or put down somebody who's part of your tribe. A tribe sticks together. Look at lions out in the, the Serengeti. Um, I mean, they all fight together. If we mm -hmm. fight together, we will be stronger. So check your shit, you absolute bunch of no. I mean, so, so you mentioned Marsha P. Johnson there, who was, was fantastic. I mean, without them, life just would not be what it is today for any of us. Um, because as you said, you know, she was part of the team of people and you take one section of that team away in history and the whole lot will fall apart. Yeah. And what annoys me most about that with her is they say, yeah, but she, th sorry, they, they would call her he, he never called himself a trans woman. And I try and remind them, no, you absolute moron because trans woman wasn't a phrase that was used back then. Yeah. Back then trans women were referred to as transvestites because the same the same surgeries and the same hormones and the same understandings and the same intelligence and the same education and the same yeah. respect didn't exist back then so they were called transvestites yeah and that is why she called herself a transvestite because there was no alternative word for it yeah and as times changed she changed as well and she referred to herself as a trans woman yeah so Let's not play in your lies. Let's not play with your games. Yeah. Let's not, you know, that's like saying, oh, well, you wouldn't have called yourself autistic back in the 30s. Well, yeah, yeah. 
No, you wouldn't done because the term didn't exist. Yeah. The more we learn and the more we understand, the more we develop new words and new understandings of things. So why are you being so goddamn stupid? Yeah. And the thing we all forget is that, do you know what, this journey, for all of us, this journey is hard, has been hard. Yeah. One of the most incredible people I've met recently, um, who's going to come on the show to talk about their experience of life, um, is an incredible, um, they describe themselves as a cross-dresser. Um, mm -hmm. And they have only recently come out as a cross-dresser. They are the most incredible, gorgeous, fabulous, um, I mean, proper spiked heels, leather shorts, sashay and long Brighton seafront. And I met them a few weeks ago on a night out. Um, and we've ended up becoming firm Facebook friends because they are incredible. Absolutely unapologetic about who they are. But I don't know what age Emma is. I'd suspect early 40s, mid 40s, somewhere around there. It's only now that they have the uh, that they have the confidence and the uh, deep uh, feeling that they can do it. Um, and you forget how difficult people's journeys are to get to who they are. Um, and kind of watching it through, and I see Emma's posts all the time on Facebook, and they're all incredible and very positive. But I forget how difficult the journey is. Yeah, yeah. And the stupid the stupid part of it, um, talking about cross-dressers, who I really feel... I don't I don't feel sorry for them because they're cross-dressers. I feel sorry for them because imagine how hard that must be to not be coming out as trans, not be coming out as being anything different, but simply just saying, this is what I like to wear, get over yeah. it. Tough, yeah. you know, tough titties. And you've got the you've got the the idiots like Posey Parker who refer to trans women as just men in dresses and stop transing gay people and allow men to wear dresses if they want to and then when they see a cross-dresser say oh my god look at that it's a man in a dress yeah it's which do you want you absolute moron yeah and and i mean she is a moron it's um we shouldn't even give her the air of publicity but she is an absolute yeah. moron um yeah do you know one of the things that i this week realized that i am really bad with and it, it only I mentioned Taylor earlier, and he's going to come on the show with us. Uh, he's the most incredible uh, bloke. I took, for the first time in ages, I took a pang of guilt at misgendering somebody. For one simple reason, I'm a gay man of a certain age. I'm not that far off 50. I won't admit that publicly normally. But I refer to everybody as she. Oh, she's she. she. Even my other half, I was like, oh. Yeah. Look at the state of her. Look it's what a, she's it's doing. a very sort of eighties, nineties kind of. Absolutely, yeah, and it, yeah. it belongs to a place and time. But yeah. I still do it because I grew up doing it. Yes, and yeah. I, I still go she. So I said, oh, she, whatever. Like Taylor didn't give a damn, but I felt really bad for it because Taylor's journey has been so difficult, and with the conversion therapy and everything else, that I felt really bad for. It's the first time I've ever misgendered somebody, and I felt really bad about it, even though it wasn't meant in a. It wasn't done purposely. It wasn't done, but I just felt like shit after I'd done it. Well, it's it's kind of ironic because you were you were calling him, oh, you know, like I I remember back to when I was a kid, and and the gay men would go, oh, look at her, mm. you know, that kind of thing, and it's ironic that you were. You were saying she because he's a man. Yeah. In in in, in the gay scene. Yeah. Um, so it's ironic that you felt bad for referring to him as a man by calling him she. Do you get what I'm saying there? Because yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. That, yeah. 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 And that's the that's the thing for those of us. Now, there's a line because there's a drag queen here in Brighton who I won't name, who I think is massively inappropriate and who misgenders, who does all kinds of shit. And then at the end of the show, each time she performs, she turns around and go, oh, dears, I'm an old queen. Uh, you've got to forgive me for. No, I don't have to bloody forgive you. You are getting paid to be an entertainer in Brighton. I don't get to forgive you for being an idiot who can't understand. If you don't know this shit, go and learn it. Because frankly, um, you know, part of your part of your community and she really embarrassed. She did that thing that drag queens do four years ago at Pride. She did that thing that drag queens do. Oh, and I dare we've got a lesbian in the audience. Oh, I can smell a bit of fish, blah, blah, blah. All that bullshit. Um, and this young kid turned around and went, I'm not a lesbian. I'm a, I'm a trans woman. 
And this was a young kid in the audience. And I think, you know what? If you're going to perform, if you're going to be an act, if you're going to go out in public, get your facts right. Do not. It's not an excuse. If you can know after every show to say, oh, I'm an out queen. I don't know what I'm doing. If you have the capacity to say that, then you have the capacity to learn a bit about pronouns and yeah. not be a dick. Yeah, let's make it clear. Mistakes happen. Mm. Mistakes are normal. Absolutely. Everybody makes mistakes and trans people aren't immune from that. We make mistakes as well. Yeah, even, yeah. even down to pronouns and stuff like that because it's human nature. Yeah. It's the, the culture that we are brought up in, yeah. which is, you know, I'm, I'm going to call it a bit of a toxic culture, you know, oh, you're a boy, go to the boys section and yeah. get your boy clothes and get your boys toys and get your, you know, that's that's toxic. Let's get rid of it. Um, mm. Mistakes are normal. But when yeah. you are trying to excuse those mistakes by, by simply going, Weekly. I'm not going to even try because I'm just setting my ways and no. Absolutely. No, sorry, no. sweetheart. That's not good enough. Mistakes no. can be made, but yeah. you do not make a mistake weekly that you have the capacity to apologize for. If you've got that mental acuity and if you are intelligent enough to apologize, yeah. then you're intelligent enough to just not do it in the first place, you you it. Yeah. And a quick word to any drag queens listening, please stop calling women fish. I know, it's not I funny just, and it's not clever. Just, I mean, Jesus Christ, the 1970 calls, they, they'd like the drag act back. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that kind of that kind of shit. Um, do you know what? We'll talk about that a wee bit more when we come back because I, there's a ton of stuff I could say about that with the drag community. But we are long overdue a uh, commercial break, so we'll come back straight after this. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. Win £25,000 and help truck listens at the same time. Enter the Rainbow Lottery and click Truck Listens as your chosen organisation. And not only can you win £25,000, 50p of every ticket purchased will go to Truck Listens. Please see www.transradiouk.com and click win £25,000 for more details. Tea and Coffee are a global network providing alcohol-free safe spaces through face-to-face and online platforms. All of our events are held in safe, accessible and alcohol-free environments, allowing our members to relax and really connect with one another. To become part of one of the fastest-growing global networks for trans and gender-diverse people, simply visit tncoffeelgbt.com. That's the letter tncoffeelgbt.com. At Tea and Coffee, we're supporting you to be you. Did you know we receive no funding here at Trans Radio UK? To keep us on air and growing, we rely on donations. To donate, please head to www.transradiouk.com and click the link. A regular payment of £20 will see you become a partner of Truck. Other options are available. Email info at transradiouk.com for details. A big thank you from all the team here at Trans Radio UK. Looking for business cards? Flyers? In fact, anything in print? We can help. Digital format specialists. www.printsmart.uk.com Think smart. Print smart. Trans Radio UK is on. Right now. Across the UK and beyond. Now. Now. More of the music you love. Trans Radio UK. Hello and welcome back to the GNT show here with myself, Phoenix, and the gorgeous Kevin. So, what are we talking about next, Kevin? Well, we're talking about your absolutely shit singing on the little break. You are because a big liar, and I'm not having it. You know this has all been recorded. <laughs> you know that I can prove I am not a liar. Folks, listen in. There's going to be a Christmas special. I'm going to do a show, and I'm going to have all the outtakes, all the stuff that we could never normally play. And Phoenix singing all by myself in the worst pitch you've ever heard. You know, I actually be- think a an outtake show between us is going to be so easy and so funny because the stuff that you and I go on about when... <laughs> When, when it's not when actually being broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although the only problem is, you know, I've got a, you know, I've got a uh, disposition to, to prefer profanities. Um, I know. So, you know, that um, that's the problem. There's going to be lots of beeps, lots and lots and lots well, of beeps. Well, talking of profanities, oh, let's uh, talk about the drag queen story time. Oh, so if anybody hasn't heard, or seen 
the drag queen story time. It's drag queens go to local libraries. That what well, a particular drag queen goes to local libraries, tell stories, and wait, they do what? Sorry, say it again. They they go to a library. Yes. And they tell a story. Yes. Or oh, the absolute pedophiles. Yes. <laughs> Can you what? That's a joke, everybody. That's clearly a joke <laughs> because you have got to be the biggest numpty to think that if a drag queen goes to a library and reads a story, that they're in any way a sexual deviant. I mean, hello, is this thing on? I hello? I know. <laughs> like, what on earth is going on? So I mentioned in the first, I think it was the first part of the show, I mentioned my gorgeous friend, Sam, yeah. who um, who models for us uh, all the, the trans T-shirts. Sam's fiance, Sue. I met Sam through Sue. Uh, who Sue is his fiance, and Sue's incredible. She's everybody knows Sue Coleman. Everybody in Brighton knows Sue is basically uh, Mrs. Madrigal of Brighton. Um, she's incredible, and she uh, got a text message during the week saying there's right wing protesters at the drag stories in Brighton. So Sue was down there with all our friends outside protesting against oh, the amazing. protesters yeah um you'll meet sue whenever you come down in yeah. um because i think um I, do you know I, I i should have introduced you at trans pride and didn't um but sue was there the night before at the event in affinity but is sue the, is, down, is sue's not the lovely lady with the really colorful hair really pink stylish. hair yes yeah. that's sue yeah i know i met her she I mean, oh, she, did won't, you? she won't remember me because i'm a nobody but i she came over to the trans radio stall yeah and um yeah she's amazing and is her partner trans yes, yes. sam Yes. Sam is the most incredible trans lad yeah. you've ever met in your life. Um, yeah. And as I say, he models lots of our T-shirts. He does. What I love about Sam is, um, and I hope any of our listeners don't mind me saying this, but um, I struggle sometimes with, not with, uh, with trans women, it's different, but with trans men, quite a lot of them don't like to say that they are trans men. So they don't necessarily wear our slogan t-shirts, trans and proud, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Sure. We, sometimes we struggle with trans men saying, because I think, I mean, if you if you don't mind me saying it, Phoenix, I, I think it's easier for trans men to pass. I think it's easier for, um, I, I, I appreciate the journey is not easier. None of that is. But um, once you get testosterone pumped into you, I think for trans men, Oh, very few of my trans male friends I knew were trans to to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. I will. And I will just add to that. You 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 quite rightly said that. Obviously, their journey isn't any easier, mm -hmm. um, and their surgery is a hundred times harder. Yeah. Um. But you're quite right. I do agree that there is a. Yeah. I I I would agree with you. Again, I don't. I hope this doesn't upset anybody. I would agree that in general, when you meet a trans man, you never know. Mm. Yeah, and I think some of my trans female friends, um, particularly less so nowadays, but when I go back to the the bad old days, and I think about some of my trans female friends, their journey was so horrific because quite a lot of them were, quite a lot of them were quite masculine men, so yeah. wider jawed, wider shouldered, sure. wider, and you know, I'm not saying it's easier now. It's not. It's it's bloody difficult, but. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I think the surgery route was quite difficult because I don't think there was a perfection in how to make a man look more feminine. Yeah, gains have been made, yeah. Gains, have, yeah. massive gains have been made. Yeah. So, as I say with Sam, it's, I mean, he's a total geezer. He's like, he's the biggest dude. He's, nobody, nobody knows. In fact, we sat for Sunday lunch probably a year ago uh, at one one of the, 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 the uh, breaks in COVID. We sat and this incredible, gorgeous trans lady who looked a bit like Farrah Fawcett, um, big blowy hair, and she was stunning, absolutely gorgeous. She'd sat outside the pub. And um, the pub owner, uh, Adam, uh, who owns the the, uh, the the pub around the corner, said to us, would you mind, I know it's COVID era, would you mind if she sat in your table, have no more seats, and you have a spare uh, seat? So I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And she sat and she was talking away and she said, oh, today was the first day in a while. She said, I've never experienced anything resembling transphobia in Brighton, but this group of young straight lads started to give me grief. 
as I was walking in today. And so this conversation started and Sam turned around and went, I know your struggle. And she went, well, how would you know it? And he went, because I'm trans. And she looked at him. This trans lady looked at him and went, there's no way you're trans. And I just sat there going, this to me as a cisgendered male was just mind blowing. It, 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 yeah. it just totally blew my mind. Yeah. Yes. So, well, I tell you what, there was a really good um, write up on the latest story time. I'm trying to remember where it was. Was it in Leeds? I'm sure it was in Leeds, the most recent um, drag queen story time. And it ended up being that there were more protesters against the protesters. So the, so the LGBT crowd was huge. Yeah. The, the chants, the speakers, the sounds were amazing. Yeah. And the, um, the, the anti-gay lot, because they weren't just there protesting against the drag queen or against trans people, it was against the whole LGBT community. And they ended up leaving early because they didn't get their way. The parents were opting to not go in the quiet way around the back. The parents with their kids were saying, no, we want to walk in front oh, of the far that. right. And that. the kids walked past them waving flags in their faces. Oh, I love it. Um, they had a fantastic time indoors. Somebody managed to break in from the horrible protesters. And so the drag queen did like a quick rave disco party thing where all the kids were jumping around and dancing to try and hide the fact that somebody had broken in and was causing a kerfuffle until that person left. And then they sat down, had the most amazing story time. Um, and the whole thing was a an absolute rip roaring success. I love it. Yeah. So I hope that continues around the country in all the different places that the story times are happening um, because that that's how it works. That's yeah. how it needs to happen. Yeah. And do you know what? It's you take a look at our little community and we have and I know I've said it earlier in the, the show tonight, but we've got to get each other's backs. Yeah, it's like always how dare. I mean, we we have to. Um, I honestly I, I don't talk very much about my childhood in Northern Ireland because um, Northern Ireland was a fairly horrendous place to grow up in. First, I mean, I'm a person of a certain age. So growing up there at the time I did was difficult enough already because we had bombs, bullets. We had, I mean, it was it it was tough um, growing up there as LGBT. And one of the really weird things, we've spoken about this once before. One of the really weird things is I will never support any political party who has any form of allegiance to anything resembling terrorism. I, I, I just can't. It's, I grew up in a mixed, community and um and and love the fact that I did um but one of the things that I really admire is back in the what my first prize so I guess early 90s probably um I remember going to this pride and Jerry Adams this man who was there as somebody who I didn't like or admire or look at in any positive way because of his his links to to we all know the links um but this man stood up on a float talking about LGBT rights. And that blew my socks off that somebody could, you know, that somebody could, somebody could yeah. hate people so much that he was with an organization that killed people, if we're being very frank, yeah. uh, could then stand up and say, but we need to accept and love our LGBT uh, brethren. Um, and that wow. always shocked me. That was a mm. that was a big Sinn Féin stance back in Northern Ireland was we need to embrace and love our LGBT it's, siblings. It shocked me. It shocked me with Sinn Féin. I don't it's know, weird. I, I guess because I was a kid growing up in times when I wasn't allowed to go to things like the Lord Mayor's show in London because mm -hmm. there was bombings there and or even just um, we had coaches that have blown up and all sorts. And, and so as a child, I developed this view on on this organization um that was wasn't a very favorable view and seeing Sinn Fein now yeah being the leaders in in LGBT in equality it's weird it, it, isn't it it's so strange I mean it's amazing yeah but it's so strange <laughs> yeah it's, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know what? We mentioned the names earlier, and I'm sorry for anybody that this triggers, but it's like saying that Jimmy Savile could be the best babysitter in the world. I mean, it, that to me, that's what it equates to. It's like, it's, it's yeah, you it's know, really, 
Yeah. It's weird. These people who did things and committed atrocities that none of us can even comprehend. Um, and, you know, I live, everybody knows I live in Brighton because I talk about it every time I'm on the show. Wait, do you? You've never mentioned it. Oh, shut your face. Um, but <laughs> I live, jealous. I live like, I live a, a three minute walk from the Grand Hotel. And we all know what happened at the Grand when they tried to bomb Maggie Thatcher. So as somebody who, I grew up in Northern Ireland and I don't equate or, um, I, I just did detest the politics and everything that happened back there. Um, but for a party that was behind a political organization who did that, for them to now be massive LGBT ambassadors, I find mind blowing. If they can do it, Jesus, come on. Everybody else can do it. For I know. God's sake. And you know what? The kids are okay. If you look at the kids today, they don't care whether you're a man or a woman. They don't mm-hmm. care whether you're gay or straight. They don't care whether you're wearing dress or trousers. They don't care whether you're black or white. They just—they don't care. What they care about is each other. Absolutely. And they are supportive and they're inclusive and the kids are okay. And that says to me, we are doing the right thing and the future is going to be fantastic. It might be a bit crappy for us now. Yeah. But you know what? We can handle it together. As a one community, we can handle this. Yeah. And... And I'm so proud when I look at the kids of today and I hope that carries on yeah. um, because the future is going to be so amazing. But if I can be really honest, I am so proud of them. Yeah. But I'm also, as a gay man who's almost 50, yeah. I'm so proud of them, but I'm yeah. also a bit envious of them. Yeah, absolutely. I love the wrong fact with that, that, Kevin. I love the fact that they are now getting to live the lives we wanted to do. Can I, you imagine when you were younger seeing gay no, people on the telly? No, never. Could, um, you, could you? Did you ever believe there would be gay marriage? Did you? I mean, never. And they're growing up with this as the normal. I'm, I'm sounding like I'm surprised. I'm not. I'm happy. I'm, yeah. I'm super, super proud, pleased, and as you said, envious yeah. for them because what a, what a time to be alive for them. It's. It's incredible. I always wanted kids. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to have children. I think mm-hmm. I would have been a great dad. Yeah. I never had the opportunity. And I think I'm too old now. So, uh, Simon and I have spoken about it. I'm too old now. And I wouldn't want to be an old dad. Um, and kids nowadays, LGBT kids talk about having families like it's normal yes and that's what we fought for yes we went out and protested we fought we fought um there's a little bit of me that wants to live the lives that we've helped make for them and i think that it's a sad part it's genuinely a, a, a honestly a sad part i don't for a second regret i don't despise i don't i'm not envious but there's a part of me that just thinks i wish that we had lived, that we fought for this world. I wish we could have lived in it when we were much younger. I 100% agree with you. And um, and I too get quite emotional when I think about it and I wish back and I think, oh, if I'd done this earlier and if I'd fought harder for this earlier and I, I, I completely get it. But what I think you and I and people like you and I and everybody listening in the chat room needs to, needs to be doing now is we need to be celebrating. Yes that the harder they push back on us, we need to point out and celebrate just how far we have come. Yeah. How amazing our kids, and I mean just younger generations, are going to get, thanks to people like us, just surviving and making it this far. And for the every time we go out and we protest and every time we 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 stand up, yeah. every time we do this show, every time everything that you and I breathe and do, is for this community and we don't get the option to revel in that like the kids will be but we yeah. get the we get the we get the chance to be proud of what we've done and do you know what last year i designed a t-shirt which didn't sell really well which shocked me um together we stand yeah. with all of the colors in it and yeah. i thought i thought it would be our best selling pride t-shirt last year barely sold any i don't know why no. all our other slogan stuff disco ball sold bloody truckloads but this one together we stand didn't and I, I i was shocked because in my mind together we stand absolutely and you know what together we fall we're not going to fall we're going to fight those absolute cockwombles to yeah. the death and we're not going to fall we're going to win 
absolutely right. Couldn't agree with you more. And I will go down fighting. Mm. Simple fact. Oh, sweetheart, there's, there's, you'd go down. You'd go down for no good reason. I've gone down for a fiver before. So <laughs> you can. <laughs> right. On that note, we are going because she's she's getting feisty. I think she might be on the gin. Anyway, we're, we we uh, should end it here because, well, we have to. Thank you so much for listening in this evening. I've been yes. the G. I've been the T and it's been amazing. And I can't wait to be here every single week for the G&T show. Remember, Sunday at nine o'clock. I cannot wait. Thank you so much. And uh, we will talk next week. Take care, Kevin. Bye. Bye. <laughs>